great, great man. Is that you or me? What? Oh my god. Great morning, everybody. Great, great morning. Coming in hot. Uh episode 96. Ah, uh, Caleb, what's up, man? Yo, yo. You sound like extra loud over there, bro. You got a microphone or a no, megaphone? I'm just no, just chilling. Just, chi- just chilling. Okay, got it. Uh, how's your week been, bro? <laughs> uh, pretty good. Real estate market is the spring market is here, even though it, it's very early. It's here, and I'm busy. It's good. The, what about you? The spring market is is here. Like we, bro, we technically don't get into spring until like March, March twenty first or whatever. That's, that's when real estate used to kick off, and now it's just going crazy now. Oh, okay. Uh for me, I'm 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 going good, man. Uh, going great. Can't complain. Uh, super busy. Um, have a lot of things on my list. Uh, not getting done. Uh, obviously the important things are getting done first, but. <laughs> just, just a lot of uh, things getting done. Um, so if you're messaging me, I'm not messaging back. I apologize. Um, just got a lot of irons in the fire, man. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But it's always good. It, busy's always good, right? Busy's. What are the? What's that? What are the irons? Oh, you know my, my you know, making sure. Uh, well, I don't need to make sure, but just. Passing things off to my GM, uh, following up like when she has issues or something. That uh, family, uh, wife's pregnant. Um, I got my day job. Uh, got my weekend job. Uh, that I'm going down on hours actually. Um, yeah, man. Just, just, just light stuff. Nothing too crazy. I'm just complaining. You know, I'm. I'm I would agree with you. I'm just. I like. I like I'd rather be busy than not. Busy. Yeah, busy than not. Exactly. 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 Yep. Um, but yeah, that's that's it, man. Can't complain, man. We're getting super close to opening. Um it's just, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, we had all this time, right? Like, oh, Caleb, the drawings aren't done. Like, what do I do? This, that, the other thing. Now, like, we go like days without talking, and then we talk, it's like we literally got like maybe like two. 60 seconds you sometimes only have like 30 seconds so um i can't even get you on the phone most days actually uh it just depends, it just depends. it's 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 you know so pretty sure you hung up on me today so i never i never hung up on you dude you just called me at literally the one time i was like busy on a call and caleb like oh that, that must have felt good hanging up on me i was like dude really i bet it felt great really it did. It low it low key passed my mind for like ten seconds. Oh, he's like, yeah, yeah, Caleb, that's what you get. How's it feel? Click. I thought that was funny, man. <laughs> oh man, but anyways, um, you guys are almost suspecting, right? Any day, really? Any day, yeah. Any day, um, life will change for the next eighteen years. Wow, that's such a long time. It. It is and it isn't, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it just how, it depends how you look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I love it. Yeah, no, but we're we're excited, looking forward to it. Cool. Um, you stressing yet? I feel like you. No. All right, bro. I feel like the last two years of work taught me how to deal with stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It taught me how to 
um, not get stressed. Got it. So I'm kind of just, yeah, it's, it's good. All right, man. Love it. Should we get into this? Were you super stressed the first time? No, I was, like, it didn't really hit me until, like, I was doing skin to skin with Bray. Like. And that stressed you out? Not really. It really didn't stress me out. It was just, like, okay. I was more so, you know me, Caleb, Mr. High Emotion. I was more so, like, super excited and just, like, create, like, wow, we just, this thing just popped out. Um, And, yeah, she was on my skin. I was like, oh, this is, like, for real. And, I mean, that that was it. Like, I mean. You know, we had the crazy nights, like no sleep, you know, but like, I wouldn't say it was like anything like crazy stressful. Like you just, it's a human. You have to try and talk to it, figure out what's going on and then just go on your day, you know, that's really it, you know, creating creating new routines is what I'm excited for. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Just make sure you and the wife stay uh, in communication. Like that's all she does because she's you're gonna make assumptions, she's gonna make assumptions. You guys are gonna both gonna be tired, so like as soon as you guys can like just get on the same page, create that routine. Um, and if someone needs to break the routine, just making sure that's communicated, y'all be good. That's what Lindsay and I didn't do right away, and uh, she let me have it. And then ever when she let me have it, it was all gravy after that. Went down. I'm taking- uh, Mr. Morgan's advice, and we're gonna we're doing shift work, man. Shift work, love it. I was I was like I was like middle of the night with Bray. Uh, it was like middle of the night, like one two o'clock. She would get up, get her bottle, and then go to, and then she just go back down. It was crazy because we like me and her low key bonded, probably like the strongest during that time. Like me, me and Bray or Bray and I. And uh, when she started sleeping through the night, man, it was like a part of me was like left it's like oh she's like sleeping now we can't now we can't talk right um that was your animal yeah yeah that was our thing it's crazy anyways but yeah man best i'm sure y'all be good man just uh i think you should back up from your computer a little bit my guy what do you mean i should back up you're the one that's got like i sound super loud or what i hope you know we're still live like i'm not cutting any of this out I'm, i'm letting you know you need to Bring it from a from a ten down to a seven. I need to bring it ten down to a seven. This is crazy. We're like live editing the pocket. How about this? Live edits. How about how about this? That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. This sounds better. Yeah. Now you're at an eight. I'm. Where do I need to be at? No, I can't. I can't believe we're doing this right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. How about this? Well, let's get into the episode. Okay. Let's get into the episode. All right. <laughs> All right, Cooper, why don't you go ahead and bring in our next guest? Great morning, everybody. On today's episode, uh, we have an individual here from the northern lakes of Minnesota to New Mexico's desert, from the peaks of the Rocky Mountains to Mexico's beaches, from hunting properties in western North Dakota to urban development. Uh, Micah J. Zimmerman of Amdeck Productions goes where the work takes him. Amdeck's philosophy is to partner with customers to provide long-term value through a multifaceted approach to business, whether that be photography, videography, Matterport, or drone pilot services. Micah takes pride in consulting with business owners to provide large-scope 
projects. Hashtag own the look. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Micah J. Zimmerman. Micah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Can you just tell our, our audience a little bit more about uh, who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you guys said, I'm Micah Zimmerman. Um, I own Amdac Productions, creative service company out of Fargo, North Dakota. Um, started it about seven years ago. I uh, was with a company doing um, some um, as a product specialist and had an opportunity and saw the opportunity to start my own company. And so I do photography, videography, drone work, some consulting and also virtual tours. And I partner with other companies um, when they need a consultant to come in and do uh, the work that they can. So I so guess the reason why I, uh, I do the things I do, um, I picked up a camera when I was eight years old, um, kind of had photography always in the back and doing it here and there on trips. Uh, when I was 13 years old, I went to India for two and a half weeks on a mission trip. And my dad let me borrow his DSLR and I came back with a bunch of images and my parents said, uh, wait a minute, you got something here. So then I kind of started from there and um, shot for NDSU, documented the first year they went to Frisco as a photo editor for NDSU's uh, newspaper, The Spectrum, and started to do some commercial work for our equipment company and went to school at MSUM for it, transferred over to be a Dragon and um, took some first photo classes and I was already doing some commercial work by that time. That's so, a lot, Micah. We got we to gotta so, unpack that. It's good stuff. So you, okay, before we get started, you said you were a bison and then you transferred to a dragon? Yeah, that's correct. All right, so that's the podcast, Cooper heard, by the way. Po- podcast is done. Uh, we'll see <laughs> you guys later. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Kale, you want to go first, sir? Um, no, you can go. You can go. I'm still kind of digesting all that. It's all no, that's, that, it's just a big bite. Yeah, that was that was a lot. Can I? So, what sparked you to want to start your own business? Right, like cause I feel like people in the position you were in before you started your business would be like, "Oh, this is great. Like I can do different things, go to places, and not have that extra burden of." having my own company, right? Um, right, absolutely. So, so what made you want to to be your own boss, basically? Um, I, I guess, again, I saw the opportunity. Um, I was actually at a shoot, I think it was a year ago, maybe it's been two now, um, or high-end real estate shoot. And uh, the gentleman had is uh, self-employed as well, many businesses, and kind of told him a little bit about, about myself. And he looked at me and said, you know, congratulations on your independence. And it really caught me off guard, you know, the word independence. I never looked at being a business owner as independence. And um, the creative world is kind of a little crazy. Us creatives love to work late at night or super early in the morning and not have distractions. For me, I get about four to five hours of sleep and I love working through the night. And um, the reason I wanted to start it is I hid behind a camera and it really developed who I am as a person. I was able to hide behind a camera and actually um, come to be who I am. Um, be more comfortable around people, be more social, just kind of open a bunch of doors. And so when I said, you know, had an opportunity to start a company, I went, well, I can do this full time and, and do what I love. Take photos of high end real estate to architecture, construction, agriculture, um, energy sector, um, doing wind turbines, kind of anything and everything was just was a lot of excitement and um, took the leap. And, you know, with with the success, there's always some failures and 
I've never been uh, afraid of hard work. Um, I was a foreman for some landscape companies in town and worked 172 hours for every two weeks in the summer and making money. And hard work was just easy for me. I always enjoyed working. When you were first starting out, I mean, I'm sure you were doing, you're still doing this, but you were doing anything and everything, right? You were. It's, it sounds like you were just kind of throwing everything you could at the wall and seeing what would stick, right? How did you develop your style, you know, as you started your business or, or your niche clientele? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, like you said, I when you first started out as a business, you, I mean, for the first two years, um, we knocked on doors. And um, at, that, at that time, my um, best friend and I owned the company, you know, the A is for Andy and M for Micah. So, and DAC is for Dakota Boys, you know, so um, AMDAC and we knocked on doors and had cold calls. I mean, that's, that's the only way that a business can really start is you have to get a lot of money to get, you know, the 10% to say, absolutely, we'll give you a shot. And I appreciate the guys that uh, did give me the opportunity to start, but it really developed into I uh, studied architecture for three years in high school and really loved drafting. And I went to NDSU for two years for architecture and camera was in my hand while I was there. And I just became more obsessed with photography and it ended up making me switch over to be a dragon. But um, the niche started with the architecture, and I really love photographing buildings and interiors, and which has now kind of snowballed into construction and doing the whole progress to a final deliverable of seeing the building finished. It's kind of how I've gotten into this niche, and it follows out into other categories as well as, you know, you have the interviews and um, just kind of a variety of different things that people ask and say, yeah, we can do that time-lapse work. We can do kind of anything and everything you want. What were some of like your first big wins, you know, brand new company, know what you're doing, but don't, you know, where did you, where did you kind of get to that point where like, okay, this is like, this is what I should be doing. I just did X. Yeah. Um, so we have, our family has a lake place up in uh, Nevis, Minnesota. And uh, right when we first started the company, Andy and I, I knocked on the door of a real estate company, Wolf and Simon Real Estate, and they are my oldest customer to date. And I still have an opportunity to partner. They, uh, they're great guys. They're mentors to me. They, they're like family. If I need anything, can give them a call. And I stopped in and I said, Hey, you know, I'm a photographer. Uh, just started a business. I'm curious if you guys need photo, video, and drone work. And the gal behind the desk said, Well, the owners are down in that office. Why don't, why don't you go talk to them? So I went down and I introduced myself. And Eric and TJ said, Yeah, we're, we're looking for a guy like you. When can you start? And I said, Well, I can start next week if you guys want, or you know, maybe later this week. And they said, "Why don't you give us a call? We got about six properties for you." And that started a long-term relationship now for about seven years. And you know, it's the little things that just developing relationship is what compounds over time and comes down to trust. Um, doing what you say you're going to do and deliver. Um, you said that you, you talked about knocking on doors, and, and you said the you got you got to make enough noise to get like the 10%. I don't know if that's what you said. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Okay. Um, man, that's, you, you know, you're like the second person ever that I've heard talk about like knocking on doors and stuff like that. Um, like why, like why not do the like word of mouth and, and network and, and I guess go more the easy route right? Like, like knocking on doors. Like, I feel like that's, that's hard, Micah. Like, <laughs> why? Well, 
I'm a, I'm a person that wants to meet somebody and shake their hand and, and actually meet them, <clears throat> excuse me, in person. Um, the act of actually showing up and, you know, spending your time to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. I think there's value in that. Um, we get behind emails. We get behind phone calls. You know, you can quickly forget about somebody, but when you show up, you know, give your little presentation, you, in my opinion, you have a shot, a little more of a shot to get some business than just a phone call or an email. And we, we all get these emails, you know, hey, so-and-so looking to do work. Um, it just they compound to the point where you just don't even look at them anymore. It is hard work, but you know what? It's paid off. And my business has been built on word of mouth. I'm very grateful for my clients for all the referrals uh, it's taken me across the United States and now doing some international work. And without my clients, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. That's for sure. Awesome. So now that you're this, you know, successful, you, you probably don't, or you don't have the time to door knock anymore. What's, what's your marketing look like now? How are you continuing to grow with where you're currently at? Yeah, no, it's, it, it's very organic. Um, I don't spend any really any money on marketing. Um, my photos and videos, I just, you know, post on Facebook and then post it on the channels, social media platforms, um, just kind of let it take from there. But a lot of companies are finding me. Um, LinkedIn has actually been a great source for exposure. It uh, had a company out of Seattle looking to do some work now. Um, found an image I took while I was doing, uh, shooting some music videos down in Minneapolis and doing some drone work for a production company down there. And it got over, I think, 100,000 views now and uh, I had them reach out. And yeah, the, the strategy of business now is they don't have to knock on so many doors. Probably should still be doing that. Don't lose that art of cold calling. I think that's kind of a lost art of our generation. I would uh, agree. Yeah, it's it's something my mom uh, actually really taught me young and as well as some mentors at RDO um, when I worked there as an intern and then worked for their core accounts. These guys taught me the, the art of selling and then the art of cold calling and you know, listening is a huge part, but understanding personality types as well. When you go into these meetings to be able to read people and the industrial psychology behind it is key. You have to be able to read and listen to understand what the customer wants. That's that's awesome. Can when you were talking a little bit, you said you had some you know, some failures, some bumps. Um can you maybe just talk through like one or two of those those instances and like what made you keep going forward? Yeah, absolutely. I can, um, I guess the biggest one, um, that I'm comfortable sharing is so right after we started the company in 2015, um, it was 2017, our studio was robbed in downtown Fargo on about $30,000 with the gear stolen and three hard drives with 10 years of my work on it just vanished. Um, the individual was, was caught. Um, but with, with, you know, photos and stuff you can't replace, especially those hard drives, never return those. But um, at that point, you know, I get a call from the, an old classmate and I, we uh, rented a studio together and I was uh, uh, subleasing it from her. And she said, hey, you need to get here. Our studio was robbed. And I said, yeah, whatever. You're joking around. She goes, no, get here. It, it was robbed. And um, actually that night I, I woke up at 1.30 in the morning and dead awake, I was like, I need to go to the studio. And at that time, the individual was already in our, our suite, um, the conjoining suite, trying to break into ours to steal, steal everything in it. And, um, you know, for that, 
can't can't buy back the memories. You can't back buy back the photos. You know, the gear is replaceable. That's fine. But that really hit home that, you know, security for equipment, understanding what you're doing. You have to be smart and strategic about it. Um, yeah, that kind of sucked. But, you know, had some great support in the community. My bank really came uh, to help me out and said, hey, you know, we can get you back on your feet. This is what it's going to look like. And had some great support to just get back going and, um, you know, have a life lesson learned. That's crazy. Can can we okay? That's that that's great. That is crazy. I've heard of people and, losing uh, their music that way too. You know, like oh yeah. just well, I've lost, I've lost the hard drive. So if you guys you know use external hard drives, always unplug them at night. Don't leave them plugged in. I have a twenty four terabyte um, RAID five hard drive that I use for storing all my work. And my Mac did a Mac update, and it actually ruined the journal partition in the hard drive and I lost 24 terabytes of data, five years or three years of work that I just already lost of the new stuff. And uh, I had a local guy take a look at it for about two months. And I got oh. a quote from a company in Seattle and it was going to be $20,000 to recover all that information on those uh, four drives. I was like, there's no way I can pay for that right now. I mean, I, I love the data. I wish I had it, but I'll capture more as, as time goes on. You should have told the FBI that there was, <laughs> there was evidence on this terabyte on terrorists. Um, <laughs> you'd have had it in weeks. That's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. I, and and kudos to you for bouncing back from that. I mean, that is like that's some adversity, you know, well, especially for a creative. You know. Yeah let's 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 talk a little bit like about the mindset, right? You know, like, I mean, I just I just can't imagine like my iPhone just going blank and losing all the years memories. I probably have about like eight, eight, nine years on my stuff. And uh, like you said, you lost or like the individual stole like 10 years. Yeah. 10 years of work. And I just had a lot of photos. So I wasn't huge in the video and I lost, um, I think roughly about 500,000 images. So what, so what, what, what's the mindset like, Micah, like, like what, what's your mind going through when, when this, this is going on and, and like, so, and how does that help you get back going and, and, and not staying, you know, playing, playing the victim? Yeah, absolutely. It, um, so the mindset, um, at the time I was very frustrated and angry, um, the Fargo PD and the detectives did an amazing job. Um, can't say thank you enough to the individuals that helped us out. Um, find the individual that did it to us. Very angry and frustrated. And, you know, it's a loss again. Um, my father passed away eight years ago. And then my two grandmas six months after that, or six months and then nine months after that. So is, you know, all these family photos from our trips growing up and the photos of my father and my grandma's and all of my previous work I'd done gone. it's like, okay, what else can the world throw at me here? I've, I've had enough loss. Now I just lost all my gear. I lost all the hard drives with the memories on. It's like, really? That I mean, what else can life throw at you? And the one thing that my mom has done a great job with, with raising my brother and I is that, you know, little wins are big wins. So let's set objectives. Let's win those objectives and continue to move on. And one step at a time. That's all you can do in life in any situation. Get a game plan, take one step forward. 
it doesn't work, take the next step forward. You just have to be adaptive and you have to be able to innovate. And, you know, we get so stuck in our ways, but um, being able to adjust and make changes as time goes on is key to success in, in all parts of life. Are you a big goal setter, Micah? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, for the people that know me very well, I set some pretty big goals and dreams and, uh, you know, it, it's always fun to have the, some individuals that go, yeah, whatever. And my dad was one of those guys that say, you know, I'm going to do this. And one example is I used to shoot a lot of concerts. Um, this year I shot journey last year was kiss, um, lots of concerts in college. I'd get press passes. I shot fun the night to turn number one in the world down at the myth. And I said, Hey, uh, I'm going to shoot, who was it? I think 12 number one artists before I turned 21. And my dad went, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll see it when I believe it. And he always had this thing. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of the motivation of, well, watch this. So of course I shoot fun and I get a call at about 1030 at night. And it's my dad after I'd shot them about a week or two later. He goes, who is that band you, you just photographed down in Minneapolis? I said, well, it's fun. He goes, well, they're on Jay Leno right now. I said, yeah, I know. And he goes, holy crap, you you shot these guys? I said, yeah, I photographed these guys. And, you know, it's that kind of a motivation for me is, well, watch this. And that's really my drive is um, personal drive and other drive from other people. And the support is, well, watch this. I, I've got more in me. Let's go after it. Mm. So let's talk just briefly on... Um you know, the, the power of uh, setting those, those big juicy goals. Like what has that meant to you in, in your career and, and life? Um, you know, it's part of it goes back to success. And um, I've always kind of felt internally, I guess maybe my intuition is that I was always going to do something big and I don't know what, what big would be defined as, and I'm still kind of learning that. And, growing with that idea is that achieving, you know, even little goals that, well, I'm going to start a company. Okay, sweet. I did that. Now we're seven years into it. And I'm like, the other day I was talking to a friend and said, I can't believe it's been seven years, you know, in three more years, that's 10 years. That's, that's just crazy. Man. I didn't ever think I'd be here. And I'm very grateful to be living this as my life, but, you know, setting goals and achieving them, to be able to see them and now be able to have the analytical data, look at the company books, look at the number of jobs. I think this year I photographed over a billion dollars worth of properties from high schools to high-end architecture to real estate. Um, you know, I, I had a goal that, well, I'm going to shoot 300 houses this year. And now I look at the numbers like, yeah, I did that. Okay. So what's the next goal? Now we're going to, it's always growing, you know, you hit a goal, but it's always, you're always growing with that goal. Would you would you say that's that's great? I, I, I'm I'm a big goal guy too. Um, like, would you say that the goals help you like evolve and change and and grow? You know, yeah. it's not so. It's not. I mean, obviously, yeah, we want to hit the target, but it's like the person you become along the way. Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, if you're not. I guess I'm the type of person that I'm going to set a goal and say, you know, give a give a realistic timeline. I'm I'm pretty uh, impatient and sometimes make some unrealistic expectations of myself. And I've learned that you need to pump the brakes a little bit and calm down and 
you know, with time, those things mature and you can reach them. But, you know, growing as that, you, uh, at least for me, is that when you set a goal and you achieve it, it's, it's rewarding. Just like work, when I was doing landscaping, you know, hey, we need to have this done in five days. All right. Every day you would see visual completion, you know, and that, that feels good. You know, well, wow, we just did this. You know, this is done. Awesome. Now we're, we're closer to the deadline. We're almost done. We're almost done. And when it's done, you say, yeah, we got it done. That's uh, for me, the visual completion is very rewarding to me. I, I still love doing landscaping stuff at our lake, lake place. And then even my, with the business, you know, shooting a bunch of photos for a client or doing a video and all the raw data and putting it into a final deliverable and sending it off. It's like, awesome. Okay. Got it done. It, um, as a creative, we always struggle with deadlines and procrastinating. It's one of my uh, weaknesses of procrastination and, but having a deadline and saying, all right, I'm going to sit down and get it done. So it's done has really changed my life and the way I do things. Awesome. Awesome. Is there a, uh, you don't have to answer this question. Um, is there like a, like a particular project that you enjoy more than the rest? Um, you I, it's kind of hard because it, it, part of it goes down to the clients too. It, yeah. um, you know, you develop these relationships with these amazing people and these businesses and hearing their story. It's just, I love hearing people's stories, um, kind of a little side off here is that I met an individual when I was down in Arizona for some work here two months ago and was having a couple of drinks at the bar and some dinner and just, just drove in down from Flagstaff and he was a doctor and he does uh, traveling and speaks to new doctors in school. And he said, you know, you always sit at the bar. My wife and I are going to write this book and that chapter is you always sit at the bar. And it, uh, it's amazing the people you meet and their stories and getting to learn about people's stories is what I, it's a lot of fun. So all projects are different. Um, the excitement of something new. I think that's the best part about my job is it's not a routine. Every day is different. I know one day I could be in Arizona, the next day I'm in, in Wisconsin for completely different ends of the industries. And it's always something new. And I think that's what keeps me motivated and what keeps me really excited and passionate about what I'm doing. That's awesome. Are you, are you able to share our, you know, our listeners are just Coop and I, like, what is next? You know, we're, we're kind of, we're hearing bits and pieces and it sounds like, wow, this is getting bigger and better and better and cooler and cooler. And, you know, what's, what do you want it to be next? That's a great question. Yeah. I, um, I've actually been pondering that a lot. Um, do a lot of soul searching and, uh, you know, with this niche kind of the stuff I'm in, what else can I do? And right now I have an opportunity to partner with a company, like I said, in Seattle, um, don't want to disclose too much about it yet since it's not a done deal, but it could be a national national thing and the company is fairly large and um, getting to do that kind of stuff with some high profile people, interviews, some B-roll at locations, really looking forward to that. And I hope that happens, but also kind of growing a brand that, um, you know, people are paying for my creativity. That's what they're investing is, is me picking up a camera at eight years old and going out and shooting thousands of photos and they don't work and then problem solving and learning hey, this is how you do it. Now you're paying for me to come use that experience and deliver what you need. So I guess for long term is I want to continue to be creative, um, have some other business ideas that I'm trying to go after and uh, kind of complete different business practice kind of idea. But um, I'm a visionary and creative. So kind of using those two strengths together and see what else is out there in the world and see if I can do it. 
Awesome. Awesome. Before we go, uh, Michael, it's been great. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you deal with fear? <laughs> That's a, a lovely question. So whenever I get anxious or I get stressed out when I was younger and first starting the company, I'd just be on pins and needles about meetings and, you know, hoping they went well. So dealing with fear, I got the best advice again from my mother. And she said, you know, if you took fear out of, take fear out of the equation, what would you do? Would you do it or would you not do it? So fear for me is I, uh, the first thing I encountered in fear is, do I jump off the ledge and start my company? And I jumped off and it worked out, you know, not exactly according to the plan the way I wanted it to, but every step counted and we made the best out of it. So I guess fear for me is that I'm kind of in, excited by it. It uh, keeps me motivated, keeps me going. Not a lot scares me. I had an opportunity to climb a wind turbine down in New Mexico. So I think it was like 373 feet for sunset. We uh, climbed up and uh, sat on top of the Sunel on top and clipped in and watched the sunset and took photos and did some drone work and uh, just enjoyed that moment. And I'm not a very uh, athletic guy. I don't go working out every single day. I carry photo gear every single day. Um, always on the move, do some kind of snowboarding and hiking and that kind of stuff. But that was the craziest workout I've ever done in my life. I played soccer for 12 years growing up and it doesn't even compete to what we did uh, climbing that wind turbine. Awesome. awesome. Another, another awesome. unique answer. We always like asking people that just because, you know, Coop and I are real people. We get scared too. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Micah, another question we like to ask people is what do you like to do for your own self-development, right? Right. Like I want to be all I can be. Maybe it's a photography class or, you know, you read or meditate. I mean, what do you try to do consistently to be the best version of yourself? Yeah, I love the question. It, um, for me, industrial psychology. So again, going back to like mindsets, um, personality types, those types of things to understand people better. I think is very crucial in any aspect or any industry of business. Actually, one of my two favorite books is one is called Mindset and the Power of Now. So um, always, always growing, looking at photo forums, video forums, watching videos. I'm self, I was self-taught on YouTube videos. So I have a lot of love for YouTube back in the day and learning and I guess not standing still. Um, I guess the biggest thing for this industry is, you know, you get stuck in your ways or you use old equipment and, there's always new stuff, but managing it in an appropriate way and everything in moderation, like my grandpa would say, is, you know, keep everything in moderation. Too much of anything is bad. So always grow. Always be looking for opportunity, life lessons and learning lessons along the way. Awesome. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Michael, where can our audience? Well, no, 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 no. If you had to give your 18 year old self uh, any advice, what would it be? Ooh, I like that one. Well, it goes back to your fear question. Don't be afraid to do what you want to do in life. Um, again, I didn't, I had a dream about being a photographer and I remember sharing it with my dad and mom and my dad was like, how are you going to make money? How are you going to make a living doing this? And um, I guess just having faith that it's all going to work out was the biggest thing too, is if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. And Never give up on dreams. I think that's the biggest part is so many people have one offset and, well, it's not going to happen or I, I can't do this. And if you want it bad enough, it's going to happen. Um, 
one of my uh, great friends, a mentor and like a father figure to me said, you know, the more times you do it, the luckier you get. And it's something that's really stuck with me is that, you know, to be lucky, you just got to do it. Love it. What's the Vince Lombardi quote? Uh, The harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, something something like that. And then you said something earlier. Um, Have you read the book Outliers, Micah? I have not. No. Outliers by um, Malcolm Gladwell. They they have a. I think Cooper, you Coop's got notes on for days, but I believe there's a chapter (laughs) called The Rule of uh, Ten Thousand Hours. Ten Thousand Hours. Yeah. So, like, I just thought props to you for starting out finding your passion at such a young age because you reached, you know, 10 hour, 10,000 hours in your craft, you know, at way quicker than someone else could just because you started early. Right. And, um, to your point earlier, you said, you know, people pay you for your, your skills, your eye and your, you know, your vision. So just really inspiring stuff. I thought it was really cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's fun. It's, um, it's very rewarding. It's the other day. Uh, when was this? I think, the middle of December, the beginning of December, I was heading down to Arizona and we were going to hunt on South Tucson and I was filming my best friend down there for a coos deer hunt. And on my way through Denver, listening to music, just jamming out and doing some emails along the way and got to the point, I'm like, can't believe this is my life. And I think that's the most humbling thing is that there's still every day for you. I'm like, I can't believe this is what I get to do for a living. It's, it's awesome. I'm very fortunate and very grateful for it. Awesome. Awesome. That's, that's great. That's great. Michael, where can our audience um, link up with you or, or just, or just see some of the projects that you're, you're doing? Yeah. Um, amdacproductions.com, um, Amdac Productions on Instagram. And then also my personal account, Zotography, Z-H-O-T-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Um, I post a lot of stuff, kind of the behind the scenes of my life, what I'm doing on the go. I mean, add me on Facebook, follow uh, Facebook Amdac Productions, kind of anywhere and everywhere on those platforms is where I post a lot of stuff. It's kind of all over the place, driving a lot. So you can see me behind the wheel a lot. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Micah, I just want to say thank you, man. This was great. Um, it's always, it's always cool. Like hearing creators like you, like how, like how they do work, right? Like how, like what it's like, but you know, being behind the scenes, like, what it's like being a photographer. So I just want to say thank you for giving us uh, this perspective. It was really uh, refreshing. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. It's a pleasure to meet you guys and have me on. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is great. Thank you. Another great episode. Episode 96. Let's go. 96. 96. Uh, great episode. I kind of gave a hint of my little recap at the end when we were um, finishing up our chat with with uh, with Micah. But he has to be the most goal-oriented, creative mind that A, I've ever met, but B, that we've ever had on the podcast. Man, like, it, it's it's so great, you know, when, when you, like, again, creator – goal-oriented, disciplined, like, like, you know, he just had the stack, right? He just, just had the stack. Like, yeah, you can be a creator. That's great. But like, you know, as a creator, it's easy to like wander off. Like, oh, I want to jump here. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, nope. He was a creator, wanted to do photography, right? That was his thing. 
So focused in, lasered in, got really good at that. It's got targets, goals, um, and then, you know, just being disciplined at his craft, right? Uh, it's, it, if you want a formula for success, it's right right there. Um, no, I, I, I love the, uh, you know, we talked about goals there, and uh, I'm hearing it a lot, and he, he touched on it too, like, yeah, setting big goals and, like, being able to hit them. Uh, but it's it's really like the the person you become along the way, right? Like you know when I'm I'm talking about ten year goal like ten year goals and twenty year goals, I'm always like, well, what's like what's forty year old Coop gonna look like? Like what's his mentality gonna look like? Right? Sometimes I even like try and jump into the future, right? And like, okay, I've hit these big goals. What does that mindset look like at that? Right. And um, it, it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool to hear his, like Micah's perspective, you know, like. You know, now that he's hit these goals, he, he you know, he can look back and like now when he's he's setting new goals, you know, he he has this data right from the previous X amount of years. Like, OK, like I've done this. Like, OK, what what's next? Like, I know I can do this. Like, is it. X amount more. um. So I, th- I thought I thought it was great, man. And and again, always moving your goals, right? Always moving the target. Always trying to grow. Always trying to get better. Um, it's awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. I'm trying to think here. Yeah. Then then we uh we talked about fear. Um, again, just was straight into the point, right? Like don't don't be uh af- afraid to to do what you want. You know, don't give up on your dreams. Um, cause it's, it's very, very easy. It's very, very easy to, to do that. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to hear him talk about fear a little bit, like what, you know, how he does it. Um, you know, he, what did he say? He said fear excites him. Right. He's trained himself to react that way. To re to react differently. Exactly. Right. And what, what, what was the saying? I don't know if it was on one of the books we, we read, but like whether you're, you're scared or excited it's this like your mind is interpret it's the same uh what was it stimulus it's just how yeah. your how your mind it's is all- interpreting yeah. interpreting it right um that's why olympic athletes when they get nervous they always they always tell themselves like i'm not nervous but i'm excited i'm not nervous but i'm excited right it's the same exact feeling right it's just how your mind is interpreting it right um so yeah Awesome, man! Awesome. Oh, this is awesome. an awesome episode. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm definitely gonna give him a follow, and you know, keep watching the growth. Yeah, for sure. Um, episode ninety six, guys. Uh, again, please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Um, man, we're almost to a hundred, man. Beat me up, Coop. What? Beat me up. Let's get to a hundred. You mean? All right, man. See you next week, everybody. All right. See you next week, Coop.